Are you tired of listening to ads and just want the story? With the Tales of the Forgotten membership, you'll get ad-free episodes of all our shows, like this one, and you'll be supporting the creators and stories that you love. Go to talesoftheforgotten.com backslash membership. But hey, we like to spoil you. So a Tales of the Forgotten membership also offers bonus content like character audio files, artwork, exclusive shows, first looks at scripts, and a lot more. So go to talesoftheforgotten.com backslash membership or just click the link in the description. The following episode contains adult content and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Legacy fans, our network, The Tales of the Forgotten, has a full slate of shows we want to produce after Legacy ends. Visit our website, talesoftheforgotten.com, or just click the link down in the description to learn about our upcoming shows. Legacy, a Star Wars audio drama, created and produced by Crystal Storm and Hannah Cardiac. Episode 20. Chapter 56. Sometimes you just lose. We were positioned on a rock ledge, high enough to be hidden. My cybernetic eye zoomed in farther than the rest of them could see. My nephews were sandwiched between a dozen Voss commandos and being led quickly away from the Gormak, which, from the looks of it, was under attack by the Voss. I hoped the Gormak were kicking the shit out of them, and if not... As soon as I got my niece and nephews to their mother, I was going to come back here and help. Tana informed me of the whole plot, and I was pissed. Really pissed. Beyond pissed. One, that meant Larissa had been right about Zarin, and I'd been wrong. I didn't like being wrong. Two, the Voss had now fracked with not one, but two of my sisters, and they'd tried to kill me. Three, Larissa was destroyed, and had destroyed a whole hell of a lot over the lies. Personally, I was proud of her. War was supposed to be ugly, and usually, the nastier it got, the quicker it got resolved. But Larissa, she liked towing the line, looking for a darker kind of balance. Now that she'd gotten kicked so far over it, I wasn't sure if she would come back from it. I wasn't sure if she could. Either way, the Voss were fracked, and that did make me feel slightly better. I slid back over to Tana and Andro. Found the boys. No sign of Kalio. Right here. We all whirled with blasters pointed as Kalio dropped into our hiding spot. She looked a lot banged up and a whole lot angry. Tana looked relieved to see her. We holstered our guns, and Tana punched Kalio in the shoulder. What the hell happened? A lot more of them. Too many. And I'm going to shoot your brother. Why? Because he knocked me out. They were getting closer, and we weren't going to be able to hold them off much longer, so he hits me. Lights out. Sounds like a Sith. Lancoro did it. Well, how about that? He likely saved Kalio's life with that move. I'd be proud of him for his quick thinking after I got him. How you want to play this, Rhea? They'll pass by the eastern side of this ledge. The main road still has Gormak patrols they won't want to deal with. Andro, I'm going to need a nice big distraction. You say the dirtiest things to me. <laughs> You're not wrong. I put a hand on his face and gave him a playful shove. 
Tana, go stealth and get your brothers loose. Kalio, you cover Tana in case anything goes south. We got into position and waited. When they were about 30 meters away, I gave the signal. Tana and Kalio disappeared. Andro pulled a thermal grenade from his belt and chucked it at the front of the patrol. The first two commandos died and, like a domino effect, the rest were blown off their feet. I popped up and started blasting, giving Tana the chance to grab Lan and Bancito, making them both disappear too. Kalio covered their six. Andro came up beside me and, from our ledge, we started lighting the commandos up. By the time Tana got her brothers free and rearmed, the commandos were dead. I twirled my blaster and grinned down at my nephews. Why am I always rescuing you? Lancoro looked like he was pondering that. Vancito shook his head and jerked a thumb at his brother. <laughs> like only Lan needed rescuing. I was about to climb down to hug them when my instincts went off like a sensor alarm. Get down! I shouted and shoved Andro hard, jumping at the same time. The grenade exploded on the ledge behind us and at the last second, I used the force to throw up a quick shield to block the blaster fire coming at us. We hit the ground hard and a little less than a week out from my bout with Nikithia, my body made the smallest sound of protest. The blast had given me a good smack too because the world was moving in slow motion. I gave my head a hard shake to clear it, but my ear, my ear was ringing so loudly it barely registered the chaotic sounds of a firefight beginning. I rolled onto my back, blasters in my hand, just to see two more squads of Vos commandos and a very dark looking mystic coming towards us. The sight of the mystic snapped me back into high gear. The world sped up again. I took aim at him and fired. Somehow, I missed because he kept walking. I'm about tired of this shit. He tossed aside the blaster Tana had given him and picked up one of the dead commando's heavy rifle cannons. Instead of backing up, he started attacking. Vancito, lightsaber in hand, forced leap right at them following their blaster fire back at them. The impact of his landing knocked several of them off their feet. Before they had a chance to recover, like a pure juggernaut, he started slicing through them. Tana had dropped to the ground, took up sniper position, and got one headshot after the next. Guess we weren't leaving yet. Can't say I wasn't proud. I got to my feet, and Andrew and I shared the exact same thought. We pulled grenades from our belt and hurled them at the approaching commandos, adding to the chaos. Kalio compounded the situation when she literally jumped into it like the wild bitch she was. I was starting to think that they hadn't brought enough people, but I didn't want to find out what it was like if they did. Not yet, at least. I had to get these kids back to Larissa, so we needed to move. It was that thought that made me realize, where'd the fracking mystic go? Infrared! We need to be moving. Land Coral, start backing it up. I activated the infrared on my implant, sweeping my gaze across the field. The mystic was in front of Andro and about to jam a knife into his chest. I didn't even shout out to him. I dropped one of my blasters so I could force push Andro and fired at the mystic. The mystic disappeared before my shot could cut through him. A heartbeat later, Mr. Dark Rainbow Face appeared in front of me, knocking my blaster from my hand. I decked the mystic right in the face, kicked out his knee, and struck him again to put him on the ground. Andro, get them out of here! I was about to use the force to bring at least one of my blasters back to my hand, but the Voss forced my attention back on him and the wicked-looking knife he was trying to kill me with. 
He surged to his feet and tried to smash me with it, but I brought up my forearm to block and swung at him again. Before my fist could connect, he disappeared. I took a one-step tumble when I swung at air and, anticipating him, I quickly set my footing and whirled around, bringing my leg with me. I almost smirked at his predictability when he tried to get the jump on me from behind and instead caught my boot to the side of his head. He tumbled to the ground and I force called my blaster back to me. He'd just gotten to his feet when I curled my finger around the trigger and fired. My blast struck him right in the chest. He didn't drop. Instead, he got way too close and tried to ram that damn little knife into my eye. The tip struck my implant, breaking the glass, and gave my brain a little zap that really annoyed the shit out of me more than it actually hurt. He kicked my feet out and we hit the ground hard. Me, right on my back with him still trying to drive that knife into my brain. I had my forearms up now, gritting my teeth and pushing back against him, though, admittedly, wasn't having much success. He was heavy as a fracking boulder and one of my shoulders was still sore from my fight with Makethia. Just when I thought this might be one fight I lost, Lancor rammed into him. I took a second to gasp in a breath, snatched my blaster back into my hand and rolled up to one knee. Lancor had the mystic underneath him, his knee pinning the mystic's knife hand to the ground. Lancor was wailing on him, just pummeling the guy. I could feel my nephew's anger in those strikes. Painful rage that manifested into pure physical power. I was proud for a second. Then I remembered the mystic could disappear and had just taken a blaster to the chest like it was nothing. If he was taking Lan's hits like that, he was setting him up for... Lancora, move! I surged forward, diving into my nephew just as the mystic disappeared. As I knocked my nephew to the side, the mystic reappeared behind me, his arm around my throat, just where I thought he'd be. My arm was already raised, my blaster pointed right at his head. I pulled the trigger just as he jammed a fracking knife into my side. Get into enough fights... You know what's fatal and what isn't. He hadn't hit anything important, though it hurt like hell. I pulled the trigger again just to rub it in that he was dead. <laughs> Not getting up from that, are you? I dropped my arm and looked down at the knife in my side. I was about to pull it out myself when I suddenly felt wrong. The world started spinning, the ground underneath me toppling. Rhea! Andro caught me before I fell completely. Tana, Vancito, and Kalio ran over. I hoped the silence meant they'd cleaned the rest of the boss out. Not that I was losing it. Andro pulled the knife out as carefully as he could, and Vancito quickly handed him the lightsaber so he could cauterize my wound. <gasps> was that fracking necessary? You're fine, wimp. I couldn't hold my blaster anymore. It was too heavy. Since when were my blasters too heavy? What's wrong? There was something. There was something on that knife. Andro snapped his gaze down at the dead mystic. He grabbed the knife and sniffed the blade. He shoved it at Tana. Wrap it up. Don't touch the blade. We gotta move. With trembling hands, I managed to shove my blaster back onto my belt and gripped Andro's arm. Andro stood up, looping my arm around his neck, supporting my weight which annoyed me to no end, but there wasn't much I could do about it. Felt like my insides were on fire. I just needed to get back to the ship. 
Gus was a damn good medic, so as long as we got there quick, I'd be all right. Verwin appeared from the shadows, watching the outsiders run away. Two more mystics appeared at Verwin's side. He could sense their thoughts, worried about the outsiders escaping. Verwin smiled. Do not concern yourselves. She will act as all Sith do and take her rage out on the Jedi. We have time. Chapter 57 The Heart That Breaks You Vet hadn't disappointed me. I was standing against the railing in front of the mechanized travel launch pad when she walked back onto base, only a few droids short. But more importantly, with the leader of Balmor's little resistance, a Twi'lek named Zenith. Reed worked with him once. She'd also ranked him as an acceptable one-night stand. Reed. I hadn't heard from her in days. She'd gone to find Gaden Co. to find out what he'd sought Elijah for. As my thoughts turned more towards my sister, I realized I couldn't feel her. There was nothing. My head tilted in thought. There was a void where she should be, like I'd felt before with Elijah, with my children. I slowly frowned. I realized I couldn't feel Zarin either, and I knew with certainty she was alive. Was I losing my grip on the Force? I reached for Jason, and in seconds I felt her strongly. All right. If not that, then what? My lord? I realized this was the second time Vet spoken to me. I snapped my attention back to the present moment. Slowly, I drew my cow back and walked up to Zenith. He stared defiantly back at me, like a real leader should when faced with an enemy. I was going to torture him. I was going to torture him and broadcast it to the Republic. And when I finally did kill him for them all to see, and they asked me why, I was going to give them a nice little speech, like Zarin had given me. I was going to tell them how much I was going to enjoy watching them suffer, watching everyone they'd promised they could protect from the Empire burn. If Reed was alive, and I couldn't feel it, could that mean my children were still alive? I was no fool to deception. Elijah might have died a hero, not over a choice. Had Zarin not shown me my children's death because she'd lied? But why? What game was she playing? Vet stepped into my side close enough that only I could hear her. Larissa, are you all right? Her words snapped me out of my thoughts yet again. I nodded once at her and then used my ear implant. General Pierce. My lord. Is she here yet? Was just about to call. Jedi Master Daklin arrived at the Troida military shop about an hour ago. Brought a whole Jedi posse with her. The reason for my torment here. Anticipation wound tightly through me. I looked back at Zenith. Do you have hope? What? Hope. Do you have hope you will be rescued, or should I just kill you now so your final hours need not be spent in a dark, lightless cell? I will always have hope. And if I tell you I'm going to slaughter a Jedi Master on the battlefield for all of your people to see? I tell you, 
I don't care. We've been abandoned by the Republic before because of you, Sith. Even if I die, you will never break the heart of the Resistance. We will always fight you. How inspiring your conviction is. I stepped into him, leaning in so close that I could speak quietly into his ear, my words for him alone. When I return, I'm going to pull out your heart, break it in half, and deliver it to your resistance. And I will continue to find your generals, your captains, all your leaders, and I will do the same to them until I find the heart that breaks you. A perfect response to your symbology, no? I took a step back, watching the play of emotion on his face, his anger, his fear that I'd do it. I looked at my droids. Throw him in a cell and watch over him. If he tries to escape, kill him. Slowly. The droids took him away. I turned to Vet. Ready to share the battlefield with me? Yes. What had you in your head back there? I frowned. Hope was not a luxury I could stomach. For me, it would be nothing more than a weakness. And though events were suspicious and I smelled deception lurking, the only thing I knew with any certainty was that Zarin was at the heart of it. And now, she was here. Nothing of importance. Just my dark thoughts of revenge. My sister has strong Jedi with her. I can feel them. I'll fire twice as fast. When are we going? We march on the Troida military workshop at dawn. I like the idea of slaughtering the Republic at first light. Twisted, but that's kind of how I'm feeling. When I woke up, I was on my ship and in the med bay. I wasn't sure how I'd gotten there or how long I'd been out. Andrew was sitting at my bedside, staring at me with the most intense expression on his face I'd ever seen. As my brain slowly returned and made me aware of all my bodily functions, all I felt was pain. And lots of it. Understanding dawned. Even if I hadn't been able to feel it, it was written all over Andro's face. Well, Frack, how long? Droid said he couldn't say. Not long, though. He reached out, taking my hand and pressed my knuckles against his mouth. It was then that I realized my droid was scattered in pieces around the med bay. I laughed and grimaced at the same time. You didn't have to take it out on poor C2. Andro wasn't amused. I would have been completely turned on by all the emotion he was throwing my way if I didn't feel like death itself. And if he didn't look like he was in as much pain as I was. You can't leave me, Rhea. You don't get to cut out on our marriage and the kids. Us. Married. Kids. Yes, damn it. I wasn't going to leave this time, and I wasn't going to let you leave either. You were going to marry me, and then we were going to settle down in a house, on a ship. I don't give a frack. And then we were going to raise a few little angry, lying smugglers and pirates that looked like you. Andrew was crying. I didn't think he was capable. Silent tears ran from his devastated eyes. My heart clenched. I would have liked that. I would have liked that a lot, I realized, as I let my mind paint the picture of his words. I sucked back the sudden lump in my throat and tugged on his hand. Come here, you big baby. He slid onto the bed with me, pulling me into him. 
for a long time, we said nothing. Where's my ring, cheapskate? He reached into his pocket and slid something onto my finger. I looked down at the simple, bright little stone. I have to admit, my guy had taste. It was perfect. I let the silence hang between us again, burying my face in the crook of his neck and breathe him in, even though breathing hurt. A lot. I love you, Andronicus Revel. Now, get me out of this med bay. He drew in a shaky breath and got up. I expected him to help me up, but he bent down and scooped me up into his arms. Oh, hell no, I will walk. Shut up. C2 said your strength's gonna go quick, so you're gonna keep what little you got for now. Deal with it. Getting to snuggle into him wasn't that bad. But I still didn't like feeling so weak. I tried using the force to bolster my strength, but I almost didn't even have the energy to do that. Still, it helped a little, but I knew when something was just prolonging the inevitable. When we got into the cockpit, my niece and nephews were crowded in a small space. There was too much sadness in their eyes as they looked at me. I gave them what I hoped was a strong smile. Where are we going? Balmora. We haven't been able to reach Mom by calm. She's on the battlefield. We should just let her finish this once and for all. Hey, if this is the path your mom wanted to go down, it would have happened years ago. This is because of you. Because she thought she lost you. The Voss are the bigger problem. She thinks we're dead. Yeah. Shit. Captain, Lakurka managed to send us a message. He said that the Voss likely have a mystic traveling with the Jedi, keeping her connected to whatever spell they have controlling her. You passed out before we were halfway there. Lokir was at the factory when we arrived, helping hold the commandos off. He was... worried about you. I almost laughed at the jealousy I heard in his tone. Lokir Ka had been a friend when I first moved on to Voss, helping me through a few adventures. He'd even developed a little crush on me, and we might have made a night of it or two. That was about as deep as it went, though. I kissed Andrew on the cheek because he was so cute when he got jealous. So if we kill the mystic, it'll release her? We hope. I paused, considering. Even if we got to the mystic first, that wouldn't stop Larason from killing Zarin. She needed to know the truth. <sighs> All right. We're not taking any chances. First, we get to the battlefield, and you guys make sure your mom and Zarin don't kill each other. Knock Zarin out. Tell your mom everything. She'll find the mystic, and then you all will figure out how to stop the boss. I'm sorry, Aunt Reed. Not your fault. The boss played all of us, but they're going to fracking regret it. Andro? Yeah, Rhea? You better fix the droid. Right now? You want to get married or not? His jaw clenched the way it did when I made him all emotional. I can perform such ceremonies, Captain. It would be my honor. I nodded. Even the slight motion made me nauseatingly dizzy. I sucked in a few silent breaths, trying to work through it, and I realized I was wheezing. Andro squeezed me tighter when he sensed my distress. His grip was painful for a few seconds, but 
I wouldn't have traded it for anything. <gasps> okay, Okavi. You do it. You still gotta fix that droid, Andro. I'll fix it. Then you marry me. But first, I gotta call an old friend. Ready, T7? T7 gave me an affirmative beep. About an hour ago, T7 had found me and told me a Voss mystic was doing something to Zarin. The little droid was sure of it. T7 explained that Zarin had given him orders not to tell anyone of the Voss's presence, but he was worried about her. So me and T7 snuck onto her ship. I had my blaster in hand. You shocked the hell out of him, T7, and I'll try to take him down. I drew in a deep breath, then kicked open the door of Zarin's quarters. The Voss mystic was meditating, a black cloud circling around him. T7 shocked the crap out of him and Voss broke from his meditation, his eyes snapping open. I might have gotten a touch nervous, but then I heard a lightsaber ignite behind me. I spared a quick glance, and I was beyond relieved to see Jedi Master Suma Lee standing there. Before I could thank her though, the mystic attacked. Chapter 58, Too Late. I ensured that Darth Lacherus let the Republic know we were coming. My sister didn't disappoint. They were waiting for us at the bottom of the lifts, well before we'd get to the base. And the battle was glorious. I drove my lightsaber into a Republic trooper. Another. A Jedi charged at me and I licked my lips. Lord Praven's skill was better than half the fool Jedi Zarin brought to battle. But he'd been trained as a Sith before he'd been seduced to the light side. And I would make him suffer for it. I was only fighting with one lightsaber at present and my blade clashed against the red one. Just as I was beginning to enjoy our dance, he ruined it when he started speaking, trying to tempt me back to the light side. I thrust my hand out and shot a blast of lightning right into his mouth. He couldn't even release his cry of pain as I sheathed my lightsaber, brought my other hand up, and I really made him suffer. I moved the blast in his body so his armor melted into his skin, so those around him could hear the screams of pain. Mom! Abruptly, my lightning stopped. My gaze snapped up to reveal... My children. The three of them were running towards me, frantically waving their arms and shouting. A motion crashed into me so fiercely I almost collapsed. Had I not been so entrenched in the dark side and the bloodlust of battle, I might have choked back a sob. As it were, all I could do for those precious seconds was just stare at them in shocked disbelief. They were shouting something, but explosions had gone off around us and I couldn't make it out. I meant to move in their direction. I was already adjusting my auditory implants so I could separate their voices from the noise of battle. But before I could complete the process, Zarin leaped at me. I caught her with the force and I knocked her away from me. She crashed into a pair of fighting men. The dark side closed around me as I focused on the reason I thought my children dead. Her lies. The image of Elijah being struck down followed, flashing behind my eye. I ripped off my helmet. I withdrew both my lightsabers as I closed the distance between us. I was going to beat her down like the marauder I was, make every second of this battle a lesson in pain. 
And when I finally did kill her, it still wasn't going to stop. I was going to bask in her death as the Republic she'd chosen over her family lost to the power of the Sith. To my power. I attacked her with utter violence. A ripple of pleasure rocked down my spine when she met my attack with the same ferocity. A small part of my mind thought her strength curious, but that voice was silenced as we began our dance. The battle around us faded to a distant noise, our lightsabers humming rapidly before they clashed together, each strike an attempt to kill, to cause pain. She tried to get in close and I let her, rewarding her invasion of my space when I slammed my forehead into hers. She stumbled back. I licked my lips. This time, when I cross my blades across your throat, sister, I will take your head. Zarin attacked. So did I. She's gonna kill her! I slammed my fist into one of the trooper's helmets, grabbed his gun, and shot another. When the pubs caught sight of us, they of course assumed we were with the Empire and started attacking. We've got to get to her. Tana snapped someone's neck. Vancito flipped a Jedi over him and kicked him in the face to put him out. I'll clear the way. He turned, got ready to roar at the trooper in front of him, but before he could, we heard the sound of a blaster fire behind us and the trooper dropped. Andra was supporting most of her weight, but Aunt Reed was holding her blaster with both hands, her face white as a sheet. She looked seconds away from death. She also looked pissed. We'll clear the way. Get to your mom. Move! Behind her, Akavi and Bodar charged forward and passed us, carving a path. Grim determination setting in. We began plowing through the chaotic battlefield towards the fighting sisters. Jedi, you can do better than this. I just planted my boot in her chest, knocking her back to the ground. Zarin did a backward somersault to get to her feet, adjusted her grip on her lightsaber, and with a fierce cry, came at me again. She scored a point in our next sequence when her blade crossed my left arm, slicing through my armor to the skin beneath. I hissed in delight, welcoming the pain. You don't score points for flesh wounds, sister. I engaged her again. I reveled in her skill, a truly worthy opponent that I would so enjoy killing for all she put me through. Our blades hissed and struck, an attack, a counter, the sweep of her foot, the block of her wrist, until I broke through her guard, delayed killing her for my own pleasure, and cracked the back of my fist against her face. My strike split open skin, drawing blood. How did it feel to kill him? How did it feel to work a betrayal as well as any Sith Jedi? She did not respond to my taunting. A warrior through and through, she came at me again. But she was weakening and we both knew it. For a moment, I thought her rapidly failing endurance odd, but a much stronger part of me delighted in her weakness. The next sequence was much shorter, and this time when I broke through her defenses, I sliced the tip of my lightsaber across her face, the same way Kazrin had done to me. <laughs> You're a much better warrior than our brother was. 
Suddenly, her temper overcame her, and she surged at me with renewed strength. I laughed in delight as our lightsabers flashed violently together. It was bliss, my rage, my hatred. She broke our sequence, backing up a step. A trooper tried to attack me, but it took me seconds to kill him, and shoving his dead body to the ground with a wild cry, I leapt at my sister again. She tried to shove her lightsaber into my gut, but I turned my wrist, my blade arcing downwards to deflect hers safely away from my insides, and I rammed my opposite fist into her mouth. Once, twice, she stumbled backwards and shut up her hand to force push me away from her. I scooted back mere inches, then immediately charged, giving her no reprieve. Come on, sister! Where is your light side now? She surged into me, rewarding my taunting with her fist against my face. I stumbled at the unexpected force of her blow, tasting my own blood, and she took advantage, kicking my injured arm. The harsh, sudden pain of her strike forced me to drop one of my blades. I quickly brought up my other, blocking the strike she intended to ram into my heart, and I force-roared at her. She held up her hand, using the force to shield herself from the impact. And in the next breath, our sabers collided again. I melded deeper into the dark side. My children's lives forgotten, only the pain I'd felt because of their deaths pushing me, surging my anger into such a frenzy, my skill with my saber and the chaotic battering of my blade against hers pushed her back onto the fence. In the next sequence, I ducked her swipe at my head, quickly kicked her knee, and as she stumbled, I knocked the saber out of her hand. I pointed my blade at her throat, my eye glowing with my rage. But my taste of victory was not as strong as my need to know. Why? Why? She gave me silence. Silence. I saw red. I stepped in closer and called my other lightsaber back to my hand and crossed them against her throat. In what galaxy did you think you could beat me, Jedi? Mother, stop! I turned my head to see Vancito. My Vancito. Alive. And he proved <sighs> it when he crashed into me, knocking me away from Zarin. We tumbled a short distance and he maneuvered us so he caught our weight with a heavy grunt. He smiled apologetically up at me. <sighs> Greetings, Mother. Aunt Zirin is mind-controlled by the Voss. They're responsible for this. In a moment, the Republic will call a retreat. You must halt your forces as well. We can explain. My eye widened. Lencoro jumped on Zarin, clocked her one good across the face to keep her down, and gave Tana time to shoot a dart into her neck. It knocked her out. Mind-controlled. My thoughts swam, spinning rapidly all the while, fighting against the urge to finish what I started. Slowly, I reined back my fury, but it was too great to be contained for long. I am certain the only reason it stayed passive was because I was staring at the faces of my very much alive children. I heard someone shout, 
and I watched as the Republic troopers began backing up. Gritting my teeth against the call of battle-agitated bloodlust, I activated my ear implant. General Pierce, call our forces back. But they're retreating. Do it! I didn't have to repeat myself again. Slowly, each of my squads began withdrawing as the Republic forces did the same. I got to my feet and snapped my attention back to my son. I touched his cheek. When his familiar, affectionate smile spread across his Sith face, I hugged him so very, very tightly. He returned my embrace. We apologize for being so weak as to get captured in the first place. Your father? He saved my life. I snapped my gaze to Zarin, and my fury began peaking again. My son's voice pulled me back into place. She was not herself. The Voss... Vancito explained as I quickly walked to Tana and Lancoro. I grabbed my daughter and my son both, pulling them so tightly into me. Neither of them said a word, but they didn't have to. They just returned my tight grip. I kissed both their foreheads. Where's your aunt? I'm coming. I'm coming. There was something wrong with her voice. I watched Andro bring Reed over, and my breath caught in my throat. Reed sagged against no one. Her blaster hand was shaking. I released my children, and my brow creased as I walked to her side. I took her weight on myself, and I stared at Andro in silent question. Mystic got her. Knifed her with some poison. Fracking arsehole. But I found him. Yes, you did. I glanced at Andrew again, the question in my eye clear. Was there nothing we could do? His jaw tight, he shook his head. And I felt the cold hand of despair punch another hole in what was left of my heart. Reed dropped her head onto my shoulder. Hey, I got married. He's a... He's a good pick, right? He'll do. I don't... I don't want to go on my back, Larissa. Not from some fracking poison. You do it. My jaw clenched. It took me a moment before I could speak without my voice shaking. I love you, sister. I love you, Larissa. Good hunting. I couldn't wait. If I gave myself time, I would dishonor her because I wouldn't be able to do it. So I did what I'd done a thousand times before. I released the blade on my saber. And with one smooth motion, I drove it through my sister's heart. And I kept my eye on hers the whole time. I felt like I'd lost half myself when that fiery gray gaze went blank. I dropped my saber, and I clutched Reed to me. My heart constricted, my anguish exploding, awakening my rage, my urge to destroy. In the next breath, my children swarmed me, hugging us tightly, anchoring me to my pain. Just my pain. And my love for them. But I knew I was lost, 
because it was no longer enough. Legacy the Finale airs next week. Visit talesoftheforgotten.com to learn more about how you can support us and learn more about our upcoming shows. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Legacy. Please remember to subscribe, drop us a review, and share this story with your friends. I also encourage you to come hang out with us. We've got a Discord server and soon we'll have a Facebook group. To join the Discord, click the link down in the description or go to dsc.gg backslash crystalsimagination. You can also join us Tuesday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 Central for the Legacy After Show where I talk with the cast about the episodes and related topics. We do those on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Krista's Imagination, or just click the link down in the description. To view the full cast list, get your PDF copy of Legacy, and learn more about Crystal's sci-fi novels and other upcoming fiction podcasts, go to crystalsimagination.com. Episode 20 features voice performances by Bunbarian, Tara, Lindsey Gray, Hannah Cardiac, Rob Patrick, Jake Riker, Matthew Dawson, Crystal Storm, Eliza Neal, Jermaine Woods, Devin Tyus, Joe Moyer, and Alejandro Paz. Legacy's theme song is composed by Daniel Cherlitza, titled Star Wars Dark Side Themes Reimagined. Additional amazing music tracks contributed to this episode, so please read the description for full credits and links to each track. Legacy is a work of fan fiction created inside the Star Wars The Old Republic universe. It is written, directed, and produced by Crystal Storm. The Daklin family are original characters created by Crystal. A big thank you to Bioware, LucasArts, and Disney for providing such a rich world to create it. I twirled my blaster and grinned down at my nephews. That's my babies. That foreshadowing is fucked up. Cause you know Reed is fucked up. She's about to D-I-E. 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 No crying for Reed. Reed. It was so sad. I'm done.